I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hands touching hands, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Man City hosts the PFI Posse this weekend. It's Friday 18th of August. I'm Marcus Speller. What did I say? PFI. Oh, silly Which stands for pretty fucking embarrassing if you're a bit sloppy with the details. Well played. Very well played. Evidently your husband is. Very well played, sir. Yeah, that was worth the mistake, Andy. Hands touching hands, everybody. Welcome to the Football Rumble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Manchester City hosts the PFI Posse this oh, weekend. you've done it again. Piff Posse. Call them the Piff Posse. Uh, fucking Piff. <laughs> Just say Piff. Piff. <laughs> Piff's better. Piff's better. <laughs> fucking Piff. Let's call them Piff. Let's call them Piff from now Even on. ruining our intros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we are now. Get it right. <laughs> Hands touching hands, everybody. Welcome to the Football Rebel Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Manchester City hosts the Piff Posse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Piff Posse. <laughs> this might derail them. This might be the only thing that stops them. Call them ridicule them to such an extent <laughs> they can never deal with it ever again. Oh, come on. I've got to get this right. Time to stick it on. Right. Come on. Take five. Here we go. Hands touching hands, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Manchester City hosts the Piff Posse this weekend. It's Friday, 18th of August. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Russell. Welcome, one and all. We've made it to Friday once again. And what a Friday it is. There's a very special Friday because this weekend we'll see the Lionesses in the World Cup final. Andy Brassel. Big, so big. I yeah. can't wait to tune in for my easy on Monday. Oh, great. What a great. I tell you what, confident that is. And I don't think Marcus understands the power he's got because they probably quite literally can't play yeah. until those keys come out the pocket. That's right. Because <laughs> the weekend won't have officially started. Indeed, yeah. Um, and I know in Australia. Well, <laughs> it, they are ahead, but I, yeah. I, I, def, you know, I. I um, don't acknowledge it. Don't I, observe it. Exactly, yeah. I think Sam I has a set of keys. <laughs> I delegate that to my Aussie guy. I'd love to see you try and wrestle Sam Kerr over a set of keys. You'd get battered. Well, I, would I? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Depends. She she might... Uh, I'm trying to get a pun in about a deflection, but there we are yeah. anyway. That, that'll do. Yeah. 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 We'll come back to that one later. By the end of the show, we'll come up with one. Well, That's like what all the best comics do. <laughs> what I'm going to try and do there. <laughs> like a good Australian, um, if it ended in a draw... Against an English person, yeah. she'd treat it as a win. She would. She would. <laughs> there we go. She would. That's why they celebrate that equaliser so yeah. much, Jim. They thought it was enough. Absolutely. But it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, it yeah. is nice to be able to be involved in a bit of sporting rivalry with, with Australia with yeah. someone who doesn't really like cricket or any oh, yeah, other uh, yeah. sports in which we play. We yeah. enjoyed it, especially yeah. because we won. <laughs> That's the only reason you did enjoy it. It was, it was, it was fantastic. What a performance. Yeah. What a win for the for the Lions. Of course, they're playing Spain in the final. The, apparently, the Aussies were unhappy with England's aggressive approach. <laughs> <laughs> I've never say, watched is, any is other that Australian a team. Sentence. 
I, I listed uh, I listed um, um, one of the things I liked about Ange Postacoglu earlier this week as being a, he's a genuine likeable Australian. Yeah. Got pelters from you lot saying it was disrespectful. Well, no, tune into today. I was hiding behind you. Okay, fine. Well, like, like I often as do. usual. No, it was, but it's good to know that the Australian press are just as pathetic and petty as ours. Yeah, of course they are. I think we always <laughs> you know, knew that. Didn't yeah. We? yeah, but then but then Big Rupert's from there, isn't he? So are we? <laughs> exactly. Should we, be, exactly. should we be so surprised? But yeah, yeah, they had a didn't they have like a helicopter spying on training and stuff? Yes. Apparently so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a mass. Listen, this is a massive, massive occasion. It is. We'll all be watching the course. And uh, what I like about this England team is just they're winners. They're just winners. They've got yeah. such maturity about their performances. You think about the Nigeria game management's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It was like right, we've got to play for penalties here because we're on the ropes. Yeah, and it was magnificent. And uh, one thing I would like to say is people talk about Chloe Kelly's winning penalty. Absolutely right. Don't forget Rachel Daly's by the way. Classic. Mm. Okay. Um, and then you know took their chances against Colombia which was, you know, pounced on the mistakes. And against Australia, it was superb. And again, in that atmosphere against a good side, blah, 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 blah. They've lost so many important players as oh well. Oh my goodness, yeah. have they just, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it, yeah. Oh. Apparently there's no plans for a bank holiday if England win. Which is a disgrace. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think we'll, we should have a bank holiday whether they win or not. <laughs> well, we'll be in. Yeah, of course we will. You know, we don't observe bank holidays here. No, really. no exactly. Yeah. We, yeah, we just take them when we want. Andy. Football never stops. Never stops. I do kind of, um, I like the idea that uh, there are now... The chats that uh, that, uh, that Vigman might take over from Southgate when he mm. steps down, and I thought, can you imagine <laughs> statues everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> she like yeah. wins all the trophies. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, well, yeah. I'm gonna have to sort this out. I as think well. the interesting <laughs> you'd th- knock down that Bobby Moore one, Andy, for her, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, the interesting thing about that, I've seen Andy urinate on the- that already. <laughs> Because he loves European football so much. That is outrageous. (laughs) (laughs) The way I said that about Andy then, Marcus looked at me as in like, you can't say that. (laughs) I swore we'd never tell. (laughs) Andy, have you or have you not... Listen to the question. Urinated on the statue of Bobby Moore outside Wembley Stadium. I Sir Bobby Moore. I, I, Sir Bobby Moore. I haven't, Sorry. but I would do it for the Patreons. Go on, Andy. You're about to say I think something. The interesting thing about the, the, the chat around Vigman succeeding Southgate this week, and you should never measure anything by Twitter dickheads, of course. Mm. Ex dickheads. But I think, yeah, ex dickheads. Thank you. But the, the, the fact is, the balance has really shifted. Mm. Lots of people are like, that's a great idea. Actually, if you think about it, <clears throat> there's something very comparable about Wigman's England and what Southgate's England could be. Mm-hmm. Because the squad that the England women's team have got, mm. they've got a team that is not indisputably the best in world football, but should be able to compete for every- anything. Yes. And that's very much where England are in the men's game. So yep. in a way, mm. it's very, very comparable situation and she's got an incredible win in history going back to the to the Netherlands yeah absolutely yeah and look Sunday morning is, is massive mm. it's massive and I can't wait I'm on the show on Monday so <laughs> I, I can't wait for I the got, easy I got an email from church about an hour after the game going uh, not having a church service we're all <laughs> <watching> the game <laughs> so in a way we've already won yeah you've out prioritised God well God will be there he will be he's he everywhere always is yeah, yeah. indeed <laughs> um, well for more insight into England's uh, World insight. Cup insight <laughs> for, for some for, insight for some insight <laughs> for actual insight <laughs> uh, to England's World Cup final make sure you check out up front the uh, definitive women's football podcast from us here at the Football Round well Chloe and Rachel have been doing fine work throughout the tournament and they will be releasing brand new podcasts on both Saturday and Sunday this weekend to ensure you've got all the analysis and reaction you need for the big one Uh, so make sure you go and subscribe now by clicking the link in the description come on England right gentlemen back to the Premier League if we must Um, there's a big one on Saturday evening 
it's those Manchester City guys versus the Newcastle United guys or the Piff Posse. As the Piff Posse. The Piff Posse. Because yeah. it's nothing to do with Saudi Arabia, it's the PIF. Yes, exactly. I, I think a lot of people don't know what the PIF actually is. Um, well, it's nothing to do with Saudi <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know why It's actually it pronounced Piff. Right. Yes, yeah. yeah. not PIF. Because when you say PIF, it makes it sound like Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones might be involved. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not or involved. Or it's a place where you buy furniture. I think Saudi <laughs> always has a sailor. I think Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, right. I think Saudi Arabia definitely see themselves as galaxy defenders, mate. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Even though they're nothing to do with it. Nothing this. to do with no. it. No. No, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Well, uh, Manchester City, of course, have uh, just won uh, the UEFA Super Cup, uh, beating Sevilla on penalties. Oh, about yeah. that. Um, so yeah, I mean, decent win for for Manchester City, mm. Jim. It's the one they wanted. It is the one they wanted, I suppose, isn't it? Because they've never been eligible for. But they they looked a little bit vulnerable on the counter, didn't they? Sevilla had a little bit of joy. Mm. Um, decent uh, finishing and Sevilla win. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. What what a header! Yeah, for the oh, Sevilla yeah. open goal. He's Lovely a, a, opening goal. Enaziri is maybe the best attacking header of the ball in the world. He's he's, he's close. For it was, sure, it was like proper nineteen sixty oh, stuff. If, if, I think if, of him against Portugal in the, in the in the World Cup. Yeah, if Mitrovic does go, come on, get him, get him, get in there. him in there. Absolutely. Use the Premier League buying power, yes. to get him in because that that was a. I don't care if you're going to double mark me. No, I'm going to jump higher. Yes. I'm going to use more and better neck muscles. Yes, and I'm going to score more. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he's got more neck muscles. <laughs> Could have. Could explain a lot. Could explain a lot. Could explain an awful lot. Like you a giraffe. Careful. You just. Sorry. Edging towards David Icke there. <laughs> <laughs> Never go full Ike. No. 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 Go a little bit Ike. No, no. Why not? None of Have you Ike. seen the internet these days? Yeah, true. He's basically mainstream yeah. now. There he's, are one, a lot he's, of, one, he's one he's of the least moderate. eccentric he's people. Know, yeah, there's a lot of ex-pros going at least a bit Ike. <laughs> yeah, it's like some people say, I saw someone on Twitter say, um, these days Batman would be considered the least eccentric billionaire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, Manchester City, they, they, they brought home the trophy uh, Pep had some kind words to say uh, to the Premier League after the game. He said, thank you so much to the Premier League for letting us play on Saturday, not Sunday or Monday. Thank you so much. So he's happy. Um, <laughs> what, what's basically happened is that he's obviously asked the Premier League or they've made an appeal to the Premier League to play later in the weekend. And the Premier League have said, mm, Saturday you, can have, you can have five yeah. hours. <laughs> this is like the f- Make the most of them. <laughs> this is the first opportunity they've had to make a sensible decision about the overload of games. And they've just gone, nah, yeah. nah. You wanted to win the Champions League. For, for, most, for most teams, this is one game in. Yeah. And they've already done this. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's superb, isn't it? No, it's awful. <laughs> but to Manchester City, Jim, you've got to find a bit of a lull. Well, well, Jim, you, know, you need it's the level playing field, isn't you need it? The well, yeah, indeed. I was going to say, you of all people Changes should want true. this. Don't want to repeat it's, it. It's the Arsenal arrogance. Oh, we're going to win the Premier League anyway. <laughs> yeah, matter. true enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. You can finally see that. Yeah, well, maybe they will be extremely tired and it will play into uh, Newcastle United's advantage. But this is an interesting fixture, Andy Brass. If you remember the uh, the game at the Etihad last year where, where Manchester City won 2 0, uh, Newcastle gave a very good account of themselves. And by going on the first game of the season, they've got their tails up. And uh, Manchester City have got tired tails. Yeah, they they weren't in as good fettle when weird. they the last played at the Etihad as as, as they are now in Newcastle. I, th- I think that's pretty clear. Just for the record, I don't think Man City will be tired two games into the Premier League season. <laughs> I have to say, I, I don't know about that because that was an exhausting effort. hot day, hot night, so yeah. so travel. hot. Yeah, um, they, they, there's a lot going on there. Whereas Newcastle have actually had some time to train and repose during the week having said that I don't think now I've, I actually think Villa will go on to do okay this season I do as well not top too. four okay as some have suggested on, on Twitter yeah. that was also me <laughs> but I've, I think that, like, that playing Villa last weekend is in that state 
is no preparation for playing Manchester City. No. <laughs> because, honestly, Newcastle could have scored 10 in that. They were excellent, but I think you have to balance it out with the fact that Villa were absolutely atrocious mm. in every way, shape and form. And that they defended appallingly. Impressed Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, he did. Well, Villa, Villa's defending. He, he, he said that they were the team that's, that, that impressed him a lot on the opening weekend of the Premier League, and I'm just loving this odd mind game. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who's who's he? Who's in the side? In about three months' time, it'll months, become clear. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's a different. It's a much. It's a much different assignment. Is I think is what Andy's saying. You know, going to Manchester City at this stage of the season, mm. fine. It, it's probably the time you'd want to play them. Yeah, yeah. The definitely. Time, it's different to playing Aston Villa at home mm. on the opening day with a pumping crowd do you behind think, you. Do you think he's trying to, like, as you say, in three months' time, Pep Guardiola will mention it and go, well, I, mean, I don't know why Sir Alex Ferguson thought Alex Aston Villa. As he looked at the fixtures in three months' time, they've got Villa. Yeah. I think, I, I and, think then, and then we're going to see... a mad decision. We're yeah. going to see Julia Roberts pop up at Aston Villa. <laughs> <Yeah>. And then <laughs> Pep's going to just he lose his mind and they don't even Gu- get into Guardiola it. will basically ruminate on that point from Alex Ferguson until... Yep. Just about towards the end of the transfer window, yep. then he'll sign fourteen fullbacks <laughs> and um, try and play all of them against Villa, and be. they'll lose. Um, I don't know when they're playing them. We haven't really. Bought, this is not really a point I've thought about. No. Um, and then they'll lose to Villa, and then they'll, they'll lose the title. Yeah. Well, the Man City are reportedly trying to hijack Brighton's move for nineteen-year-old Boca Juniors left back Valentin Barco. So there you go. There's one. <laughs> well, what, what basically they're doing is saying, who's the team in the Premier League that always signs players that no one's ever heard of and turns mm-hmm. to be really yeah. good? It's Brighton. Do whatever they do, yes. they just offer more money. They've got a scout marking Brighton scout. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I reckon they have. Following them But Brighton everywhere. can really, I mean, it's a dangerous game to play, of course, but Brighton can really start to mug off other teams. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, we like him. Oh, no, we don't. Ah, you got him unlucky. <laughs> yeah. He signed it. Um, and wait, where are you going? What game are you going to at the weekend? None of your business. Leave me alone. That's, yeah. what, that's what's going on yeah, over true. and over again. But your, your point, Luke, about playing City now as opposed to playing them in two months honestly I think City in two months is going to be a really tough nut to crack bearing that in mind at that point they'll probably have Lucas Pakatar uh, Jeremy Doku looks like he's on the way from Ren as well they're going to have so many options they're going to be a bit settled down I, I, I think it'd be really tough whereas if Newcastle are going to have a pop at them it's, it's, it's got to be now. It's got to be next they, now. I mean, and they're obviously feeling very good about themselves, as they should do. Mm. You've also got to take into account one thing we haven't mentioned here, though. Is the ownership of both teams? No, we haven't, well, there's no point doing that. Yeah. Um, They'll be monsters. Um, <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne. Yes. Talk about him. Yeah. Talk about Kevin De Bruyne being out again. Um, he's obviously not going to be eligible for selection in this game. Is that going to be a factor chiefly because Newcastle have looked really strong in midfield? Mm. They've looked really strong. Are we going to see Phil Foden maybe pop into the more central midfield position? He was great in that spot in the Champions League. Yeah, he fancies that, doesn't he? And then maybe De Bruyne going. I mean, the the things with Foden, he's he's one of those players where you think he would be the best. I think you made the point that he would be the best player in pretty much every yeah. other Premier League team. And at Man City, he's not always a guaranteed starter. I think you can also make a similar argument about Bernardo Silva, who, yeah. who might even play through in the middle, because he's got that sort of creativity that's comparable to De Bruyne in a little way. And Guardiola doesn't mind doing this, does he? he does. He's happy to find internal solutions mm-hmm. and, and just make mm-hmm. them work very smoothly, as if it's simple when it's really, really not. Um, He'd probably put Imeric Laporte there. Who yeah. everyone thinks is going to go, and then suddenly he pops up as like a number eight, <laughs> yeah, yeah. brilliant, and then wins you know, <laughs> the player of the season. How does he manage that? On this, I'm surprised that there's so much uncertainty around um, Carl Palmer's future. Right. Um, yeah, I thought Guardiola's comments were really odd. Same, because it, it seems to suggest that he he might stay or he might go, and it's like not really that big a deal. And and, and Palmer himself has been talking about the uncertainty, and it's, it, he looks an absolute gem. Do you think he's downplaying Agreed. the pressure? 
Maybe, maybe. Because we know, again, with the aforementioned Phil Foden, people will think, hang on a minute, you've you've got this gem here. Look at what Foden's gone on to do and and will go on to do. Palmer's the same, you know, should he be playing for his country? All this kind of stuff. He's quite going, ah, well, maybe not. And he's just trying to... But he's never said said what he said about Palmer, about Phil Foden. Well, that is true, but maybe he's changing tactics. I don't know. What it also could be, we've seen this happen a lot at Chelsea as well, is that obviously players from, from academies count as pure profit and when it comes to FFP. So maybe... They are thinking oh, we might have to might have to let him go if we can get good money. Quite creating possibly. that uncertainty will make any sort of club making an approach feel like they're getting a getting a bit of a bit of a steal. Take a buyback. Take a yeah. buyback. Andy, yeah. what's the mood like in Newcastle at the moment? Um, because that opening win we talked about was was big, of course. Um, they've got their new documentary out, uh, which is terribly <laughs> insightful. Uh, the, 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 the place must be bouncing. They're in a good place. There's there's no doubt about that. And it's it's funny because at the start of the season, I, look, maybe it'll be different once the Champions League campaign kicks in mm-hmm. and the reality of playing very high level football twice twice a week comes in. But at the moment, I, I mean, I would have said at the start of the season with all that in mind, I think they'll struggle to make the top four again. No one agrees with me at the moment. Really? You know, that they feel really, really confident and they've, they've improved the squad beyond what I... Th- think they thought was possible or mm-hmm. what a lot of fans thought was possible so far so they've got great options yeah what do you think of the news you talk about the the, the top level football being played there Champions League and Premier League well they will also be hosting international football as well mm. um, not England though uh, they're going to host uh, two Saudi Arabia international that's friendly. a mad coincidence that yeah. so the coincidences just keep rolling I know. in don't they yeah. but the BIF have got nothing to do with Saudi no, Arabia no 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 are you sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. how yeah. sure Big- what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, they're going to play. I mean, look, Craven Cottage has hosted um, at, at many international. They want to experience the- September in the northeast of England. It's a beautiful time. The seasons mm, are changing. The true. leaves are turning a different colour. All right, it's a wonderful, picturesque way to go. There are a series of city centre Greggs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and there's no other reason than that. Right, okay. autumnal weather training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good night out in Newcastle as well. I would say, if you are going to investigate this further, right. tread lightly. Very lightly. That's all I'm saying. All right. Keep yeah. a sober mind. what not to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. The, only thing that could, the only thing that could have made that Newcastle documentary uh, better is the appearance of, uh, of George Mendes. <laughs> yeah. Just him involved. He's probably he'll be, he'll a, be along. Producer. Yeah. When, he's, yeah. when he's when he's done with PSG, he'll yeah. be along. I think I like I like I like George Mendes. I like the idea of George Mendes appearing in the, the as the cliffhanger mm. for the end of season one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just he just they just show him getting off a private jet with his sunglasses on. The yeah. thing that always struck me about George Mensch in filmed context, we don't which we don't really see that much of. You know the Cristiano Ronaldo biopic, which oh, obviously yeah. a lot of people have watched, a lot of people have absolutely refused to watch. Yeah. Is it a but biopic or is it a documentary? There's this bit um it, Documentary. documentary, right? Documentary. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a just a biopic. It's yeah, like yeah. when Springfield hosts a film fe- festival and Mr. Burns makes a movie about himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly like that. Yeah. Exactly yeah. like that. Well, there's, there's this bit where they're all having dinner. It's like the close Ronaldo clan. And um, uh, Mensch like, picks up his glass and makes a toast. And he goes, we are the best people in all of the world. Ha, ha, ha. And even Ronaldo looks across and goes, this is a bit fucking mad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's at that point where you're thinking, "Whoa!" Okay, it's that. like it's like when Ricky Lambert went full on and Matt Letizia had to rein him in <laughs> yeah. on that online chat. Well, even I'm not going that far. Well, no. yeah, hang on a minute. Yeah, yeah. what's happening? If, here? You've, if you've got narcissus away from his reflection, yeah, you, you have done something pretty extreme. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are the best people in the entire world. My Sounds goodness. like a ramble production meeting. It does yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. Less actually, money. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. but more banter. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this? Former Newcastle United goalkeeper, Tim Krul. He's back in the top top league, isn't he, Andy? Back in business. Delightful. Signed for Luton Town. He's left the David Wagner group. And, <laughs> uh, and he's gone to play for Luton Town. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Bring him on for penalties. Is that the, yeah, only, exactly. thing is that the only thing he's known for now? Um, well, that was certainly a big thing he was known for because he did that on the global stage, of course. Of course he did. Absolutely right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting because they they also signed um, Thomas Kaminsky from Blackburn, hmm. who I think is a fucking excellent goalkeeper yeah. and who's got an amazing track record at Blackburn. I think he's I think he's voted player of the season twice, maybe in a row. I just think he's genuinely a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. And... and I suppose he's younger than Crawl and Crawl's experience and maybe they just want someone in there for experience of a yeah. top flight campaign because yeah. as we mentioned last week, um, they don't really have that many players who've had any experience at all yes. of playing in the Premier League so maybe he's a, a signing for that reason um, because he won, because Tim Crawl's won what, won the championship twice with Norwich so mm-hmm. um, I think it's an interesting signing. I don't think it'll go, it'll gather the same amount of headlines as um, Arsenal have done just but you know, just by a, uh, Having to just just because they've signed a second goalkeeper, like the whole of fucking football media went into meltdown <laughs> because Arsenal signed another goalkeeper. Yeah, disgraceful. It was like they did, it was like the coverage of that was like they just suggested that we change the rules of the game or something. <laughs> well, you, you, they've already got a good goalkeeper. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. They yeah, can. It's like they got a new manager in whilst keeping Arteta. Yeah, who's yeah. going to do it? Yeah. Um, speaking of managers, though, Andy. What about Troy Deeney? This is lovely. He's uh, signed for Forest Green Rovers as player coach. It's a poison chalice. It's very much got a, a vegan chalice, but it's a poison <laughs> one nonetheless, right? You yeah. say that. I mean, he's already in doing the photos with the training top, advertising oat milk. He always, he's already appeared to embrace that side of it more than Duncan Ferguson yeah. did. Because the, oh, thing, Ferguson the, was only, on the, the only thing that he Ferguson, was just, yeah, but Ferguson was just confused. Yeah, the, the only thing the that thing. people will ever remember about Ferguson at Forest Green is Dale Vince handing him a veggie burger and him looking at it like it was a space alien. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. really. Exactly. I tell you what, though, it's. Not too dissimilar. I mean, you think of Duncan Ferguson, a big, hard centre forward. Troy Deeney. Player coach, though, and that is yes, enjoyable. That's yeah. the don't thing, see that enough it? anymore. That's true. That's very, very true. Well, we hope it works out very well. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. London is blue. And when the third goal went in, I was simply purring. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. <laughs> Emma Hayes there. She's such good value. <laughs> purring away. Now, um, before that big one um, in Manchester on Saturday evening, we've got a big one in North London. Tottenham Hotspur host Manchester United at 5.30. Ange Postagoglu was asked this week if he had a message for the Spurs fans. He said, buckle up. It's not going to be smooth. It never is in my first years. <laughs> <laughs> I like that when he said buckle up. I thought, what's he going to say? And then he kind of went, buckle up. It might be a bit crap. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, Ange, that's not like you. At least no, but that's the way to sell it, isn't it? No? no. At least it's a metaphor that actually works. Yeah, true. Buckle up because there might be a bumpy ride. Yeah. That makes sense. Most football managers talk in mad mixed metaphors. That's very true. So at least we can rely upon that. I think uh, I'll be at the game on, on Saturday. Looking oh, yeah. forward to it. Yeah, Look sure. out for Luke if you're there. Give yeah. him a high five. Don't do that. Why not? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> why do people want to do that? I Top Gun's your favourite film and there's a famous high five in that and you love doing that. Jim, yeah, he, he's I mean, doing it again. How, how would you feel if like strangers kept trying to high five you in public? Excellent. Yeah, I forget what you're like. Yeah. You're talking to a man who high fives strangers actively true, himself anyway. True. I yeah. don't, I, well, now I've moved on to big tens. Is that right? <laughs> With strangers. <laughs> With anybody, Jim. Yeah, anyone who wants it. Anyone who wants it. be a patron benefit. All right, it? fine. If you see Luke, stay away, okay? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, leave him be. <laughs> Thank you very much. Probably for the best, anyway. Yeah. No one's going to see me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be at the game. Yes. Um, I wasn't mentioning that so that people would high-five me. Okay. I was just saying that I'm looking forward to watching it because um, it looks to me that this Spurs team, particularly in the first instance, are going to be a team that... Is, sees goals follow them Ooh, goals going to find them wherever right, they go okay. both for and against it seems like because the way they like to play under mm. Ange so far a bit of Ange ball mm. and if you look at how soft-centred Manchester United were against Wolves we talked about it on, on Tuesday Marcus they were dreadful um, exactly there could be a lot of joy um, for both teams here because obviously whatever shortcomings Man United have they've obviously got very good attacking players so it's going to be a game for me for me it's the game of the weekend Really? I'm excited for it. More so than uh, Man City versus the Piff Boss. Absol- <laughs> this well, one's just got, yeah, this got more potential for drama, this one, hasn't it? For the reasons that you put forward. I think, I think the middle the, of the park the has got loads going on. Is, is, is part of it. As, <laughs> yeah, as, as, it as is, well, Andy. It? And on the back of that, here's another dimension to it that I was just going to finish off by saying. This is the first home game since Harry Kane's left the club. Yes. We'll learn a lot about how the fans feel. Famously, very vocal fans there. Um, Daniel Levy, not very, um, not very popular, of course. It's really, it'll be really interesting to see how Spurs fans react to the club's decision to allow Kane to leave. 
And I think a lot of Agreed. it will be informed by how well Spurs play, say, in the first half in this game. It could be a proper psychodrama there if they find themselves 2-0 down at home because that yeah. will be, it'll be seen as a lightning rod for yet more stick for Levy. Mm-hmm. I thought after Levy, after the Parmesan Poulis didn't work out, mm-hmm. you know, the al dente Allardyce <laughs> didn't work out, I thought it's very hard to see where Levy goes now. I think the, 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 the job that Ange Postacoglu has done um, in the way he's communicated with Spurs fans since he's taken that job has been absolutely exceptional and not enough been made of it. Yeah, but I think for that it's reason... It's only underpinned, it will only ever be underpinned by how well they do on the pitch. Yeah. For, for that reason, I think you have to separate team and club to a certain extent. I think they'll continue to be good well for the team because Postacoglu's immensely likeable immensely competent, mm. really invested in it mm. and wants to play attacking football. And all of those things people will really believe in. At the same time, I think those fans, who, by the way, are paying an absolute fortune to get in, mm. especially for this game, but over the season. At least as, they can get in. As Arsenal, whole, they couldn't even get in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I think you, you look at that and you think, well, they, they've every right to be pissed off that, <clears throat> that the club's sold Harry Kane because it's basically saying... This is a rebuild. Um, we're not going to make the Champions League this season, but you're paying Champions League and beyond prices because look at the stadium, mm. which yeah. I, I think is very, very hard to swallow. It's a nice think. stadium, to be fair. A really nice stadium, isn't it? <laughs> they are, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think if Levy comes out in a gold suit and diamond sunglasses, that will help? Yeah, I think that would really help. <laughs> mm. I think, I think he, should <clears> start, <throat> we are. he should start coming in to the director's box um, like a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> Parrot on the shoulder, yeah. um, big loads of music being mm, played yeah, beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of cane and, that can yeah, also use as, a, use as a weapon. A cane. Cane with a K, obviously. And, which and, is called Harry. Yeah. <laughs> and a big Vince McMahon strut. Yeah. I'd love to see that because he's so tiny as well. It'd yeah, look we'd, amazing. Yeah. We'd all be into that. Uh, but I, I think the midfield battle is intriguing here because Man you were so piss poor against yeah. Wolves. And if I was James Madison, I'd be thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, joy. I mean, Madison and Basuma are very, very strong runners in that position. So, yeah, um, yeah that'd be. Uh, it's going to be fun. I think you're right. I think it's going to be a, good, um, be, a be a barn burner. Maybe the first barn burner of the season. Yeah. Although I suppose Newcastle set light to Villa's barn quite effectively. Yeah, that's not a barn burner. No, is it? It a barn burner needs to yeah. have, there needs to be fire from both the sides. The first half think, of Brentford Spurs was a bit. It was, but, but then the barn, but the, then the burning got put out in the second half, so it wasn't mm. a full barn burner. So on Monday, but Villa set fire to their own end of the barn as well. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. On Monday, we should talk about. We should, if we if we need to, we should officially declare a barn burner if there is one. I think we should. Yeah. Um, it could be this, but you yeah. never sometimes. Barn burners pop up in unexpected places. Very unexpected yeah. places, yeah. But we wish Spurs well, don't we, Jim? We do. Um, Dwight York has said Eric Ten Hag should re-sign Romelu Lukaku. I wonder what, what Dwight York was doing. I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> can I just say I know we all want to kind of tee off on Dwight here, mm. um, but I don't think that's the worst shout in the world. Yeah, I, there's probably second reason, worst. Yeah, I was going to say what is then? <laughs> well, this reason. What I'm saying is, right. from the point of view... He knows the club. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I know they've signed Hoyler, but we don't know what, what state he's going to be in yet, whether he's quite ready yet. Um, they do need a player of that profile in that position, is all I'm saying. And Andy, No, no they don't. They don't need... Uh, <laughs> they don't, They don't need a player of uh, that recent uh, attitude, behaviour... Form, remember he didn't score a Serie A goal that wasn't from the penalty spot for seven months last season and then had the nerve to turn around and go, actually, I'm not going to sign for this club permanently because you didn't pick me for the Champions League final in the starting lineup, mm. which I came on and made sure we didn't win, by the way. Yes. We're talking yeah. about current Lukaku. We're not talking about Lukaku three years ago. Lukaku in the season where Inter win the title under Conte is undeniable. He's one of the best strikers in the world and didn't get the credit for it. 
the way he has played and behaved in the last two seasons, it's, it's a leap of faith to take him. And that's not unfair mm. to Also, the it stands in the way of Hoyland as well. I know that Hoyland yeah, it probably will. Moment, yeah, exactly. You don't want him hanging around once Hoyland's fit and Listen, ready, do you? I've learnt my lesson. Yeah. Never align yourself with Dwight York. Right. I get it. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> this was just a quick mention. Huh? Next, that's next quite point, funny, isn't it? Point. And you went a deep dive on this. I can only apologise. Right, again. <laughs> Can we what? clip that? <laughs> yeah, can I clip it so I can just press a button yeah. on it? <laughs> I've got to be saying this every we should week. all have it. So we um, move on. Manchester United could miss out on the signing of Benjamin Pavard, though, uh, because Harry Maguire's reluctance to leave the club is going to get in the way. <laughs> what I mean, a depressing is... sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that is I mean, really something. Let's take a moment to think of a more depressing sentence than that. Oh, dear. Um, well, I, I, they don't need him because they've got Hazard Maguire. Is Pavard what they need, Andy, as well? Yeah, I think you he think? is. I, th- I think he'd be an improvement to a lot of... Premier League teams I mean the fact that his preferred position is centre back he's great at right back technically very good good defender good athlete although he did play in the Super Cup last week in a way that if you don't if you don't sell me I'm going to continue to play this badly yeah. throughout the um, season he was awful and they and took Andy, him off at half time he's out on, on Bayern definitely a lot of people would think of him as a predominantly a right back though, yeah. right? But so he's been converted to a, a full time centre back now no, he he was a centre back. He always was a centre back, and he's been used at right back right, okay. a lot. <clears throat> but that's that's part of the source of his wanting to leave. Really, right, okay. Um, well, I would he imagine playing centrally. He, he would prefer to play at centre back. Okay. Uh, he's very good mates with Rafael Varane as well. So Varane's obviously been talking the club up to him. But it looks like Inter are going to take advantage of the fact that. Harry Maguire, Maguire won't, won't leave. leave. Yeah. It's mad. Even you must think that's mad. I think it's fair. I think he wants to, <laughs> I think he wants to stay and fight for his place. Yeah. And, Is uh, that the right? I don't think Pavard was in the uh, Euro 2020 team of the, the tournament, was he? It's an abysmal point. I think he was. It's an abysmal <laughs> point. I think he was. Well, no, I'm just saying. The thing is, I say something that's a little bit controversial mm. and I get hammered for it. I have to apologise. Yes. You say stuff like that well, and everyone thinks it's I, great. No, I, just, I just stated a fact. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Uh, something I that Jim will be, be pleased about. Um, Santi Cazorla has returned yeah. to his boyhood club. We've moved on from the Manchester magical United, chipmunk. Uh, yes, indeed. Yeah, he, he, he's gone back to real Oviedo. Uh, and while playing for them, he will earn the Spanish second his minimum wage, and he's waived all image rights apart from ten percent, which will go directly to the club's academy. What a fairy tale! No, it turns out if, if you if you play in Qatar for three years, you could afford to do stuff like that. <laughs> no one ever gives that point of view about going and playing in Qatar or Saudi Arabia, do they? Yeah, I think. Hey? I think. Get a balance, Marcus. Well, Get a balance. It, it is a, it is a fairy tale because he also played Gandalf in the transfer announcement video. Yeah, I mean, can I just say I watched that? Yeah, and I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings, and I've recognised the scene well. Um, I think out of context. Essentially, he's just kidnapped a child. Yeah, it, it was a bit like that. <laughs> and also, he's very clearly at no point anywhere near a horse, let alone riding <laughs> one. Gan- Gandalf, um, in that scene in Lord of the Rings, reignites his friendship with the hobbits, right? Okay. And of, of which, of course, you know, Frodo is one of them, right. and it makes sense in this video. <clears throat> Santi Gazzola. Uh, it isn't made clear that he's a, a wizard mm. and it's not a hobbit, it's just a kid. Just a kid, yes. yeah. And he doesn't even have a beard. Exactly. I but I think it, the, the reveal here really is the fact that, you remember when Santi Cazorla went to Villarreal after leaving Arsenal, a, a magician sort of got him out of out this, this pod like yeah. Cha- chamber. Yeah. So the thing is, before that, I'm thinking, oh, he was part of something that was, you know, a bit left field. Now it's clear that Jim that he's the creative director. Maybe he he is a magician, but I'm not sure if he is the creative director because if you look at the the solitary shot of Sandy Cazorla in it, it's like he shot it on his phone in his garden, like he's essentially yeah. like <laughs> done a self tape and then they've stitched it together like, around it's it. It's like he said, 
I'll I'll be a part of it, but I'm really fucking busy this week. Yeah, yeah. So just let me know what you want me to do, and I'll do it. Have you seen horses? They're, they're, <laughs> ma- they're massive. I'm quite small. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not getting on that. Yeah. I've watched the first two Lord of the Rings films. I just haven't bothered with the third. Fair enough. You know. Thank, well, yeah. thanks for the contribution. Well, I just it was just yeah. So I, I was this a from a, a scene from the third one. Do you feel the same way you feel about? No, it's from the very first movie. Oh, is it? Okay. When Gandalf turns up, a lot is a lot. Is a lot of stuff. A lot to remember. I like the way you you're feel... divorcing yourself from Luke's very sad, detailed explanation. <laughs> Do you feel the same way about Lord of the Rings? Do you feel the same about Game of Thrones? A similar kind of vibe. Oh, I've never you. watched an episode what, of Game of Thrones. That's what I'm saying. You've got yeah. the same attitude towards it. I, and the funny thing is, I don't like dislike. What would it be? The fantasy. fantasy? Yeah. I don't particularly dislike it. I'm just. I'm not interested, really, on, the, on those They sound like ones. very similar things. Um, do you yeah. want to do a section of all the things you're not interested in? Can <laughs> do. Yeah, okay. Because uh, Theo Walcott's just retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you've, you've brought me back in. 47 caps for England. Yeah. Uh, who can forget that hat-trick against Croatia, Jim? Mm. Youngest uh, uh, man ever to score a hat-trick for England, of course. 19. 19 years old. Theo Walker has announced his retirement from football at the age of 34. He says he wants to experience a bit of life. Yeah. Mm. He said everything has been about football since about the age of 16. That's fair enough, isn't it? You can understand that. Absolutely. It's a funny one with Theo Walker because some people will look at him and think never reach the highs that, 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 that people perhaps thought he would. I think that might be a touch unfair because of old Sven Goran Eriksson. The, the hype around yeah that dogged him forever that 2006 yeah, 2006 yeah, yeah. he was picked for the World Cup when he'd never played for England there was limited footage he, of him playing he'd football he'd never played for Arsenal no. he'd never made a top flight appearance and he was still picked for the national team yes exactly at uh, a tournament and, and, and also when he scored a couple of goals I think for the England under 21s which were quite Thierry Henry-esque mm. I think you put that together with the um, with the, the, the selection at the World Cup 2006 and people thought, oh, well, he's obviously going to be the English Thierry Henry. Yeah. Then, of course, it was never going to work out because uh, there's only one Jim. Um, but human beings don't work like that. Do they, they don't. Um, not even twins are exactly the same. <laughs> but no. with, with, with Walcott, I, yeah, I, I think it is a bit unfair because 47 England caps, won a couple of FA yeah. Cups as well. He scored over 100 goals for England, for Arsenal as well. For yeah, we'd, I think we'd <laughs> <remember that. laughs> I think we would. I don't think anyone would do him down if that was the case. But I don't know. What do you think of Walcott's career, just sort of briefly? I, mean, I, I think, yeah, he, um, the, the, the middle of it, um, I think is perhaps. Um, it, perhaps he doesn't get the credit he deserves for some of it because there were points where he had a, one particularly fantastic season for us. And it was obviously there was there was more more than more than one season, but when he was fit and when he was really really flying, there were times where he was a brilliant player, really technically gifted. The idea of Walcott was that he'd run onto a pass and then maybe run it out of play, and occasionally he had frustrating moments about his game like that. But there were times where, I mean, if you look at his highlight reel of goals, there were some absolutely superb goals in there. Like he was really really tricky player, could beat his man really really well. He just wasn't consistent enough with it for long enough. And you know he once he left Arsenal, he, you know Arsenal sold him at the right time really because we didn't see any of that. Um, really mm-hmm. for Everton or for Southampton. It's, it's the 12 13 season you're talking about, right? Yeah. Where he was they, brilliant. they got fourth and they had a really amazing strong end to the second half of the mm. season and Walcott was pretty decent then. Um I, I you know his his retirement announcement um translated is basically just I don't really want to play in the championship. So yeah. that's, that's enough of that for me, yeah. thanks. Which is fair, which is I'd fair enough. not play at all. Yeah, which is actually, fair, which is kind of fair again. enough given his age and how much I mean the other thing you have about him is he I don't know if you feel this way, Marcus, but um he always had an idea about his career that it was just almost a failure to launch. Mm-hmm. At some yeah. point, he's going to do. It. At yeah. some point, yeah, he's going to go, yeah, yeah, and he's going to become a world beater yeah. because he was so quick and mm-hmm. because he was so um, exciting to watch. And that never quite happened. And then what's happened in the aftermath when we look back on it is, oh wow, actually he's played on my six hundred 
games. Yeah. He's mm. played 500 odd top yeah. flight games. Yeah. Had some great moments. And had some amazing mm. moments that Arsenal fans and Everton fans maybe and, and England fans, surely, England like fan, Patrick. Eng- England fans will remember. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And this to me is a classic example of an expectation versus reality problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Whereas if he had come up in a slightly different way, people would be saying, wow, what a solid mm-hmm. operator at Premier League level and for England. Mm-hmm. He didn't disgrace himself for England at all no. at any point. Um, and so I think we should probably look at his career now he's retired through those um, glasses rather than the kind of oh it's his own fault that he wasn't a wonder kid when he had none of that yeah. was his fault anyway yeah, 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 that's how I see it there's also mm. a disappointment in the idea that he starts out at Southampton it's where he, people start to talk about how exciting he is as a player gets a big move to Arsenal wants to go back to Southampton to kind of end his career and mm-hmm. that ends in relegation that's obviously quite a sad way yeah. of ending um, but do, do you agree with that? what? Tonally, generally, that that's quite a sad thing to happen. <laughs> no, to no. I'd, I'd like to see them get relegated every year until I die. Really? Yeah. What so like you could play against them in like what would it be until you die? Like so, when you're like old and playing walking football. Yeah. That's the Southampton first team turn yeah. up, and you and no, and no one can understand it. Yeah. It's like what's happened? Like it's impossible to conceive yeah. of how bad yeah. they've become. Uh-huh. Yeah. They'd probably win with a James Ward Prowse free kick, wouldn't they? They, they probably would. would. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And well, James Ward Prowse would come in late on me and end my life. Yeah. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> and somehow and everyone you know, will go and after, uh, my, last, my last dying thought will be I can't really complain about this <laughs> <laughs> it's been coming yeah yeah 40 yeah. years into the future yeah and Theo Walcott's still only 47 yeah um, so there we are uh, on Sunday afternoon everybody it's West Ham versus Chelsea uh, at, at the tasty derby mm. uh, we could say Jim um, and uh, the big news of course uh, with regarding Chelsea is that they're not going to sign Michael Elise well they're not not signing anyone is a massive is big news, news. Yeah. well Jurgen yeah. Klopp said the other week didn't he that uh, whatever Ch- a Chelsea manager wants he usually gets well usually being the operative word because For a bit. they didn't until he gets sacked <laughs> they didn't get Elise uh, he has instead signed a new contract at Palace um, after Chelsea uh, reportedly activated his £35 million release clause. And Steve Parrish looked like the cat that had gotten all the cream in um, that photo, mm. didn't he? Can I just say that? And that sentiment has filtered all the way down to Crystal Palace's social media team because when they announced Elise's new contract on Instagram, yeah. they showed a video of all his highlights mm. and the music behind it was Chelsea Dagger. No way. It nice. was. Love that. It was. That's very good. good. It was. Very well played. Good. Well I played. thought it was going to do Elvis Costello, I don't want to go to Chelsea, but maybe that's a bit arch for their fan base. Indeed, Maybe that's yeah, a bit yeah. old for them. But Chelsea Dagger, terrible song, but lovely sentiment. Yeah. Midnight in Chelsea by John Bon Jovi on his uh, solo album wouldn't have worked, <laughs> but it would have been nice to hear it. I think you can agree. I it definitely would. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. definitely agree. Oh, you hear that? Did, when, you saw it, when you saw Bon Jovi live twice, twice. Did, did John come out and do any kind of solo stuff? Sadly not, thing? sadly not. No. I'm waiting for the solo tour. Yeah, yeah. of course. Well, you all are. Yeah. All are. Bit you more stripped down. Yeah. And if you yeah. do see me there, there'll be plenty of high if fives. I'm Don't worry about t- that. There'll be a lot of big tens. We're going to raise our hands as Bon Jovi once sung. If I'm Listen, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Do you want to come? I'll get your ticket. No, 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 thank you. Okay. If you do happen, if you do happen upon Marcus at a Bon Jovi gig, yeah. there's a few songs that you you want to wait for before you approach him for the Big Ten. <laughs> uh, what a dead or alive? Ah, oh, big time. Blaze of Glory. Ah, oh, no, that's solo. Oh, true. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, what a dead or alive? Yeah. Um, Bad Medicine. Bad Medicine. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be one of. Yeah. And I think the ultimate one the number yeah. one would be mm. at the moment they start lay your hands on me oh, yeah. big tens to Marcus yeah. everyone's having a lovely time Intro on that is outrageous Jim get, goes on for about two and a half glorious minutes get the Fantas in get the Fantas in just like uh, Ella Toon 
Yeah, I was going to say you, you Ella Toon, and John Bon Jovi. Now you're talking. <laughs> yeah. What a holy trinity. Flipping out. I don't know Big if John 30s. Bon Jovi does drink Fanta. I find that quite hard to believe. <laughs> he probably does nowadays. <laughs> Fanta Zero. Fanta Zero. Anyway, that's West Ham Chelsea preview. Jim, yeah. uh, Jim, you were about to say something about football? I was, yeah. I'm wondering if actually, now that we know Roy Hodgson's really hard, that all this talk about him having like encouraging chats with Elise to, to get him to stay was more really more of a threat. It yeah. does put it into a different light. He's is he wanna go to Chelsea, do you? You mentioned Snatch the other week. Well mm. to bring in uh, that other film that Guy Ritchie did, uh, is he a bit is he the hatchet Harry of the Premier League? It feels that way, doesn't it? He is. Could be. I, I think he's I think he's twisted his arm, possibly literally. <laughs> but I, I do I I think it's it's very encouraging in general that that Hodgson has managed to to convince a player like that to stay at Palace because Palace are in a really great situation where they they are a team where really good players with big futures can develop mm-hmm. and that isn't the worst situation for them to find themselves in or the worst the worst way for them to pitch themselves to players. So Let, Let's be honest, Jim, it's good for the Premier League. It, it is. is. Like one club or a couple of clubs hoarding all the players yeah, totally. is not good. And from Elise's perspective, I think that there are a couple of levels to it. I think, firstly... Um, you want to know what the Chelsea project is a bit more? I mean, to, to me, it seems like Pochettino and a load of players at the moment. I mm. would want to be convinced. If I was a, a, a player, I would want to be convinced that it is more than that. You know, what is my role? What are we going to do this season? Yeah. And I, I want to like see how that rolls out a, a little bit more. Maybe Chelsea and Pochettino will be successful. Who, who knows? But I, I think immediately it's all a bit opaque. I think the second thing is, we mustn't forget, is... Olise has designs, at least, on getting in the France squad for mm-hmm. Euro 2024. Well, he's got now, to play. In terms, in terms, yeah, in terms of the focus, and he's not going to be fit until the end of September anyway, you want to know what situation you're going back into. Hey, Chelsea, he just won't play, Andy. This was my point the other, the other day. Well, you, that... don't, you don't know if you'll play, where you'll yeah. play. Well, I, just, I, don't, I don't think you know yeah, but how many any of that. Hodgson would have just said to him, look, okay, here's a list of players that had promised that were really good players and they went to Chelsea and they didn't really play yeah. or they're bit part players and it didn't quite... Was, was actually Sidwell. And a great example, Jim, Scott Parker. Um, but but different profile of player or different type of player and, and similar to Elisa. And I think that if I was... If I'd have um, been... Danny Hodgson, Drinkwater. There was another one. Um, if, if, if I was Hodgson in that situation, I'd have said, look, you stay here. You are going to play. You're an exciting player. People enjoy watching you. Your price tag is not going to, um, or your your the interest in you is not going to wane. If Chelsea are coming in for you, then other clubs are going to be interested. They know what you're doing. Just stay here for another season or two, whatever it may be, and keep doing what you're doing. And you'll be, you know, you you probably will get a, well, it's, a move it's more to than, a bigger club. It's more than that, isn't it? He's growing into running the team. Him, yeah. him and Eze are growing into running the team. Exactly. And that, that is a great opportunity. It's a great platform. Yeah. And it's a great opportunity for Crystal Palace to knock up his release clause a little bit, which they yeah. have done. They know in the background that PSG are interested. But Andy, and also, other the other Premier thing League not, clubs will be interested. You've not, you're not factored in the idea as well that philosophically... Wilfred Zaha moving out the way is a really big yes. deal. Yes. To make it their team. A, sim- yeah, a similar positioned player yes. who's been one of, if not their best ever player, mm. has finally moved on. And I think it gives an opportunity for an Elise, for an Eze, for some of these other players to really flourish. Mm. Elise delivered, what, 11 assists in the Premier League last season? Mm. Pretty underrated player. Yeah, no one yeah. really talks about him. Um, what can he do now once he gets fit, as Andy says, where he's got a chance really to potentially be the big attacking player at the club? Yeah. And that's really exciting too. And I think it's the right move for him to stay for all the reasons you've said, but for that reason as well. Chelsea also interested in signing Brennan Johnson from Forest. It's just fucking boring now, um, isn't it? Just yeah. 
see previous chat. Yeah, on exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> press back on the pl- yeah. podcast by three minutes. Yeah, and just re up re- it again. Yeah, but just put in Brennan Johnson's name. Just say Lisa. Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I've, let's let's hope he stays at Forest because it's just you know it's just much better for well for the Premier League, but also football. I think as well. Mm, agree. Um, oh, so I, I quite um, I also don't really like Chelsea that much. So that it well. forms my opinions quite a lot. Okay. I know Jim feels the same, but he yeah. won't say it. No, I he, he say it. I feel sad about the Reese James thing though. I do yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's an a, absolutely elite player, Reese James. It's yeah. really clear at the 100%. weekend as well. And it's, 100%. Um, it is will, a shame. Will we see his sister in the World Cup final? We could do. James, we could do. That's off, a big decision to make. Off the bench scores the winner. Love that. Proper absolutely love that. Yeah, that would have been great. What an arc. Yes. Um, what about West Ham, Jim? You've got a very soft spot for West Ham. I do. Ham. Uh, it's their first match at the London Stadium since it held a Monster Jam truck show and Wing Fest, which was the world's largest chicken wings festival yeah. during the summer. Well, which I'm one, hoping or did you for, go to both? Well, I'm hoping that this, this match is sort of going to be like a combination of both of those things in right. terms of intensity. Um, so but, large um, chicken I, I wings bashing neither. into each other. I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> but what I, what I understand about this is I, I get the monster truck thing. That was oh. big in the 80s. Some of the monster trucks that I actually looked into this, some of the monster trucks from the 80s, like Gravedigger, they're oh, yeah. still going. Right. So I get that. You want to go, you want to watch monster trucks, you like cars, you like that kind of destruction derby type vibe. Mm. That's fine. I do not understand yeah. how you can host a stadium-sized event <laughs> based around chicken yeah. wings. And I'd love to know what that is yeah. and what that looks like. Chicken wings are they're the craft beer of meats, aren't they? People get really, really into them and sort of make it their whole personality and sort of it just gets a bit weird. There were, I looked into this. There were 40 different vendors there. Mm-hmm. It's like how many, yeah. how much room in your stomach there's do you two, have? There's only two wings on a chicken, isn't there? There are. Yeah, like famously. How, how can you just... Yeah, it's not even the best part of a chicken for me. I agree, I agree. totally. Thighs and, are much better, and I would it say gives you a job. I agree as well. Yeah, it's it food does. with it a does. job. Yeah, and, and yeah. I don't like the admin. If, if you wanted to, if you wanted to go to Wingfest yeah. on the Saturday, for example, it's a three-day festival. Three want, days. Three days. days. If you wanted to go on the Saturday, um, you could buy a ticket, which got you fast track entry. Fine, a weather protected. Sorry, sorry, fine. Fast track entry. <laughs> how big are the... How hungry are these people? They put some wings on you. They put wings on you. you uh, a, a, a weather-protected VIP seating area for keep your wings dry, presumably. Uh-huh. Table service. Uh-huh. Wings from 10 different traders. Six drink tokens. A Wingfest signature trucker hat. A Wingfest t-shirt. And all rides, games, and entertainment was included. 150 quid for one day. Wow. Uh-huh. On the Chicken Wings Festival. Rides, games, and entertainment. Uh, so- uh, all of the rides chicken-themed. Has to be, has to be, Jim. To, to paraphrase Robin Williams, spending £150 to go to a chicken wing festival is God's way of telling you you've got too much money. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That, I mean, that is an absolutely ridiculous prospect. <laughs> mm. And they don't even, I, I thought there might be some players, some wingers. Yeah. Yeah. Just run up and down There's the an wings. argument that Chelsea are a bit of a wing fest at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. trying to be. Oh, speaking Opened of which, by Jared Bowen, presumably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you see that Newcastle United, among all their nonsense at the moment, They've um they've got a new corporate bit or something. There's a they've called Wings. Yes, presumably they've opened it because you go a lot now, Andy. Is it not? Is it not? I thought that was another branch of the famous Manchester Wings restaurant. Well, but I, it's, it's not. It's is not. It? That's the problem. So yeah. it looks like a it yet looks another like a coincidence. Manchester United culture <laughs> ripoff, doesn't yeah, it? I know. Yeah, yeah. bollocks. Absolutely. That is. Bollocks. I mean, when I think of Wings, I think of Louis Van Gaal. Yeah, the exactly. great man. Or yeah. Sam Allardyce. And if they've not had, if they've not had him open oh, yeah. it, then I don't. I think that's poor. And if they're not serving pints of wine in there, yeah, then. <laughs> sod off yeah. quite frankly I, I think when you walk into that stadium ahead of that game on Sunday afternoon yeah. with your fast track ticket yeah you're going to get a buzz from the fact that Wingfest has been there I think so 
picking the bones out of the pitch. Yeah. You know, um, you know, wiping the grease off the seats. It's going to be great. Uh, right. Now it's time for the football ramble. Acker with Betfair. With Betfair, you can build your football accumulators this season with their new 90 minute payout, where all winning selections will be paid out at 90 minutes on the match odds 90 markets, regardless of what happens in added time, which is such a bonus these days because there's so much added time in football, as we've seen. Uh, for every weekend in August, you can also celebrate the return of the season with a completely free Acker on the football. So do check that out. Every Friday on the previous show, we're going to each choose our own weekend Premier League game and build an Acker of four match odds 90 bets. Marcus, you are first up this week. I disgraced us all yeah, last week. Yeah. I am going last this time again, mm-hmm. that's a coincidence. It's not because I'm scared. Uh, you are a brave boy, a brave little toaster. Yeah. You're going first. <laughs> What's your selection? I'm, I'm keeping it simple. I'm going Liverpool to beat Bournemouth at home. Brave. I'm going to rescind my... I, <laughs> earned, my, my, I earned my stripes last week. You did. Toaster. Away win last week. Away win at, at, at Everton, of yeah. course. So I betted against a side from Liverpool. And this week I thought I should do the City... Uh, proud and, yeah. I, and I'm making it up for them with a the Liverpool win just it, so happens they're at home to Bournemouth equal opportunities yeah. uh, Andy Manchester United are going to win at Tottenham <sighs> I think uh, obviously United weren't terrific against Wolves by any stretch of the imagination they do have that poor performance in them and Eric Ten Hag every so often globally They've been excellent, and we mustn't forget that. I think they're far more the finished article than Tottenham are, and they're going to win there. I think I think he'll make an adjustment. I think there'll be goals in the game, but you've gone for a main night win. That's, mm. that's fair enough. Jim? I am returning to the scene of your crime, okay. uh, which I think is probably which one? fine and normal, isn't it? <laughs> um, I'm going for the 4.30 kickoff on Sunday, which features Chelsea. They're, they're playing West Ham, as we've just discussed. I think Chelsea are going to win. Yeah. I think they are probably uh, just got a little bit more about them at this stage of the season. It's an away win. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of balls. Good for you. Uh, my selection is going to be Aston Villa to beat Everton. I think yeah. I want to get back on the horse as soon as possible after last week's disappointment. want to get in my slipstream. I, th- I do want to get in your slipstream. I think mm. Everton are a poor side. Um, I think Aston Villa will bounce back from that disappointment against Newcastle. So I've gone for an Aston Villa win. So in summary, Liverpool to beat Morbeth, May United to beat Spurs, Chelsea to beat West Ham and Aston Villa to beat Everton. A £10 bet with Betfet on that return, £75.63. If we win... All that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. Plus, for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this weekend, Betfair will donate £10 to Prostate Cancer UK. There was two of those last weekend, as you guys saw. Um, So hopefully we can add more to that pile as well. Remember, with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets, your winning bet will be paid out in full at 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes, but are then undone by some stoppage time drama, will not be affected. And that's the same for our Ramble Acker every week. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply. 18 plus only. For more information on responsible gambling, do head to begambleaware.org. All right, I'm in the seat this week. It's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. But we do, Jack. We do. It means a simple game of categories. Um, I'll give you all a category and all you have to do is give me an answer that fits into that category. If you're going too slow, you get Gary Neville's orgasm, which gives you about seven seconds to answer. If you don't, you're out. I won last week. The powers that be, the regime don't like it, man. They've taken me out the firing line this week um, and made me host. So, Jim, you're going to go first. Cool. We're going to work around um, from you. And um, the first category is... And make sure after a vicious debacle last week, which I think was edited out a lot. Listen, <laughs> listen to the fucking question. Right. Listen to every part of the mm, question. Mm. Okay. Right. Jim. Right. 
Teams that have won the UEFA Super Cup since the year 2000 inclusive. So teams from 2000 onwards who have won the UEFA Super Cup. There are 12 in total. Jim, please start us off. I will go for Man City. That's correct. Galatasaray. Oh, also correct. Well done. Enjoyable. Liverpool. Very good. That's the full set, Jim. So we're back to you. Chelsea. Correct. That's four down. I've put myself off by misspelling Chelsea as we've been writing these down. But nevertheless, I'm going to go for FC Bayern München. Bayern Munich is his answer. And it's also correct. Marcus, it's on you. Barcelona, surely. He says Barcelona. But is it right? It is. Jim. I'm going to go for Real Madrid. Expect so. It's a safe bet. That's correct. This is a good opening ground, guys. Well done. Milan. Standard. Uh, I mean, AC Milan, he's gone for. Ooh. That's correct. Sevilla. They've been in a lot of finals, haven't they? They've, they've won certainly at least one. been in a lot of them. You think they've won at least one? Big time. But have they? Mm-hmm. They have. So now we're down to the last three. Oh! Oh! Jim, this is where it gets tough, mate. Yeah. Um, I find Andy's a hot, hot favourite for this, I have to say. This is right into Andy's wheelhouse, but you've right. got a chance here. Wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. Um, okay. I am going to take a bit of a punt and go for Atletico Madrid. Oh, nice. Very nice. I think he's done it. Yeah. Correct. Two left. Andy. Just two. Yeah. Two? Two left. Just two. Yeah. Come on. So one and two. Valencia. Ooh. So Marcus, I mean, you've basically got one option left. It's pretty difficult. Can I have a clue? No, you cannot, okay. mate, I'm afraid. That's a shame. It's just the way it goes. Um... It's Torres! Internationale. Afraid not, uh... mate. It's incorrect, I'm afraid. It's a, it's a pretty good bet, actually. A uh, pretty good selection, but unfortunately not correct. So, Jim, we go back to you. There's one remaining. The first of you to get it, I suppose, wins the point. It's going to be a difficult one this isn't it I see what you're going and about the standard is high here Bellow I think Andy knows this yeah Um, okay Uh, oh Dortmund Andy it's on you you name name the team win the point Zenit St. Petersburg oh he's very confident very confident what do you think about that Marcus I think he's right is he overconfident though no I think he's right Jim what do you think his face suggests he's right It's correct. Point to Andy. Well, well played, done. Andy. Well done, Andy. Very well done. good stand. You mm. can't argue with that. Every single no. one of them named. Yep. All right, Marcus, you're going to be up first this time. Oh. Okay. Um, this is a really interesting one, actually. Yeah. Um, again, really important you listen to the question and the detail within it. Players that have scored 20 or more league goals mm-hmm. in any of Europe's top five leagues last season. So oh. for clarity, that's Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, Ligue 1. Uh-huh. Players that scored 20 or more league goals in any of those leagues last season. Off you go. Erling Haaland. It's the safest of, <laughs> safest of selections. And it's correct. I'm struggling here. It's tough, this. It's you, Jim, sorry, yeah. Harry Kane. Yeah, of course. I'll tell you what, the listeners will be enjoying people just blithely reaching for the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, but it's going to get a little bit more serious in a minute. I'll join in. Kylian Mbappe. You'd think it would be a safe bet, wouldn't you? Yep. For PSG? Yep. He has. Marcus? <laughs> Why am I struggling with this already? To be fair, it's not as easy as it looks. It's yeah. not as easy as it looks. 
I mean, you should be. There's a couple more you should should get. Of course, I should. Yeah, but there we go. Um, That's how it goes. Where's Gary? Where Where anyone seen Gary around? Uh, <laughs> there he is, <laughs> Robert Lewandowski. Oi. I like that a lot. Do you like that? Yeah, because under pressure, mm-hmm. you pulled it out of the bag. An obvious one out of the bag. Back in front of the round. <laughs> back in front of the round because you went first, right, Jim? Victor Osimhen. Oh, nice. Nice, nice for, for Napoli, of course. Well done, Alex Lacazette. Oh, Ooh, piss off, Andy. That's also correct. Uh, this is playing into Andy's hands, really. Isn't it, it is, yeah. yeah but, I mean, you can't blame the man for just knowing a lot about football. I've tried, yeah. but you can't. Sort really. of is the job, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> he takes it serious. Not, like, not like some Too people. Too seriously. <laughs> Um, Has anyone seen Gary around? <laughs> oh, no. Who's that coming up the garden? Nah, that's, that's Fizzer. <laughs> is, is it, oh, that's no. not my answer, by the way. <laughs> I can tell it's Fizzer because the mouse are frying themselves on the traps. It's <laughs> 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 Mo Salah. I don't think he did. Last season, you think Mo Salah? No, I don't think he did. I just had G- to say Jim, what'd you, rate that? what'd you rate about that? Uh, it's, it's on my list. It's on Jim's list. Mm. Um... It might be. I might have done you a favour there. You Jim. might have done. Nineteen. Yeah, nineteen last season. So Marcus, that's a no. So Jim and Andy get a correct answer. Um, Marcus out. is out. See yeah, you later, Jim. So I am going to go for. And I, this is going to be tight because of cup, cup competitions as well. Actually, no. I'm going to ignore me. Vinicius Junior. Vinicius Junior. He says. <sighs> I thought about that. Did you? How, how serious did you think about it? Not as serious as perhaps I should have done because I got my answer wrong. <laughs> yeah, so but you, I want Jim to win might the also point. Have been wrong. Mm. Um, ah, didn't even come close. Andy's ten, got ten, that. ten league goals. Andy, you just need to name one, my friend. Jonathan David. Jonathan David it's of not, Lille. Not, Corn. not a footballer. Jonathan, <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan David of Lille is his answer. Come on, Luke. Just lie if you have to. That's correct. Ah. Two, two zip to Andy. Mm, so I was oh, yeah, so he following gets... Balogun was the one I probably should have gone for. But That's correct. Oh, that was annoying. Yeah, I, I thought he might have got a few um, in the cups. But because you didn't, Jim, this has happened, yeah. So you could have had uh, Habib Diallo of Strasbourg, Lois Appenda of Lons, on the list. Latoro Martinez, that's enough of that, oh, of, my, of Inter. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you one you all will be kicking yourselves about. Mm. He plays on these very shores mm. out in West London. No way. Ivan Tony. I you could have had Ivan Tony at Brentford. Yeah. Oh, congratulations to you, Andy, and 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 more, tune in next Friday for more of that. It's yeah. Cool. To be fair, those categories which are selected at random by the production team, mm. they did play into your hands a wee bit. I think this week, so you've done very well there. Well, I think I think Andy's not had a dominant display in this game, so I think the production staff, um, in their randomness, have helped him. Helped him out. Oh, there. they've given me a goal. They've, yeah. moved, they've moved me out the firing line as well. Yeah. Progress prize. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm indeed, the form yeah. player at the moment. Jim and I've got to lick our wounds. Yeah. You have um, bad start for yeah, us. Very bad start. There we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair, part of the Acast Creator Network. Of course, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. There we are. Um, the keys are in the lock. The weekend is officially open. Get them out, then. Sweet Caroline is going to be playing, hopefully, all the way until Monday morning. And uh, it's going to be a great old time. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. We'll start the week off on Monday with an easy, hopefully. Let's hopefully. Hope, let's hope so. Jim Campbell, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew Brassel. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. Um, Andy, you're up first, okay? <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, I did. Uh, it's yeah. out of order. Because um, I didn't hear it. Andy's up first, so you yeah. listen to the question really carefully, Andy. Uh-huh. Um, this is, this well, I don't really need to, do I? Well, you should. Um, what we got here, names of <laughs> sons. <laughs>
The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.